Coming up on today's show, we have a special interview with Tiffany Nieves. We're talking about training at the CCW training facility, ring announcing, and a whole bunch more on this 84th episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show. Intro. This is the Daily Wrestling News for April 26, 2021. We are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. And I'm joined today by CCW's Tiffany Nieves. Tiffany, how are you? Good morning. Welcome Good to the morning, show. Good morning, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, welcome to the show. I, I know it's, it's funny because um you're dealing with some stuff on your end and as soon as i start the show i i can't find the button to play my intro so we're we're a mess this morning but we're gonna get going <laughs> oh, that's what matters as long as we're a pretty mess <laughs> that's right that's right so i guess i want to start by can you just tell us the story of how you first got involved with ccw absolutely so the story's a little funny um it was kind of Around the time when COVID hit, it was last June, I recall, and I was I had just recently moved to South Florida, Hollywood, and I just relocated from Orlando, Florida, and I needed some change. So I remember moving into my new apartment, feeling so excited about it, and I was like, what's next? And I had just um, done a couple of shows. I come from a theater background, and my long-term goal is to be on TV. And I thought, what's something I can add to my resume during this time where all the in-person classes with coaches are just postponed. They're at a dead end right now. Everything we've learned is gonna be virtually or um, reading. And I know I'm a hands-on person. I um, thrive off energy and being in a room of other performers, actors, and et cetera. So I needed something to excite me still. And I remember binge watching um, couple of the John Wick movies and Keanu Reeves is super bad ASS I think can we say ASS on here I don't know <laughs> but um, that one's so okay I thinking, like, <laughs> okay cool <laughs> so I remember thinking like what as bad as John Wick and I want to throw the guns here and there I want to be able to throw knives and I was like why do I get into stunts so I remember sitting on the couch and thinking let me see what's something I can do with entertaining and stunts and super badass. And I thought of wrestling. I grew up watching Raw. So I looked up wrestling near me. And this was at the same time, because it's COVID, everyone's deciding to change their life. Let me do a 30 day challenge. Let me lose weight. Let me quit something I've always wanted to quit. Let me become better out of this COVID. So I had just told myself, I'm gonna work out for 30 days consistently, not miss one. I'm gonna do it 30 days straight. Um, as we talk, you'll learn I have a lot of crazy ideas because that didn't work out perfectly. But so one of the things I was like, if I join this count. Oh, you muted. Okay, I'm back. Madness <laughs> Monday and I am back. Okay. So where did I cut off? So basically, I um, looked up a couple of wrestling gyms near me. A couple came up, but the one with the most um, 
what I would say, very professional advertising. And you could show that school was still active and, and um, A1 intensity was CCW Coastal Championship Wrestling. I remember going to their Instagram account and um, their practices looked really intense. It looked like it met the par of working out for 30 days straight. So I remember seeing on their website, come try out a free day, a free day of wrestling. And, you know, I have no experience, no MMA, nothing fighting in my life, never been in a fight. So I, I would actually cry if I watched someone fight. I was that person. So <laughs> I remember signing up, you know, they'll get back to me in a week. So I have time to think about if I really want to do this. Well, no, two hours later, I'm getting a phone call from a 954 number, local area in South Florida. And I pick up because, I don't know, I pick up. And this gentleman is like, hello, how are you? I see that you signed up for Coastal Championship Wrestling. My name is Nelio and this and that. And I'm just like overwhelmed. I'm like, holy crap, wait a second. That was just a couch idea. What's going on? And on the phone, he's like, what interest? He's like, what interests you to be a wrestler? And I'm just like, well, I want to get into stunts. I want to be in performing arts and I want to build my resume. He's like, well, that's great. We have a lot of people that transition um from this gym right onto tv and i mentioned how i have a 30-day challenge and i told him you know my my i want to accomplish this goal of working out 30 days straight and he said well you know what if you're really serious about your goal you should come in today and i said well wait buddy hold a second i said what do i need to start wrestling he was just like you need you yourself just you yourself and i was like well what about don't I need shorts? Do I need sneakers? Do I need to tape myself? He's like, no, no, none of that is needed. Just bring yourself. And I, I remember on the phone feeling like my throat was choking up because I couldn't think of excuses fast enough why I couldn't be there that day. So I was like, no, let me, you know, let me uh, prepare for it and I'll come next week. It was like, well, didn't you say you wanted to work out and challenge yourself for 30 days? And I never felt in my life someone calling me a chicken without saying it over the phone. And I thought, are you, sir, are you trying right now? You know what? See you there. So I remember hanging up the phone in like two hours. I know practice started in two hours. And I remember just gathering my things as quick as possible, going to Walmart and just getting the most, I want to be a wrestler outfit I could think of in my head and showing up to CCW. And ever since then, I've never not gone. So that is how I started wrestling. What a peer crazy story of, you, of peer pressure. Yeah, it was yeah, like it's a crazy story. Like you, sitting on the couch, and a lot of good things start off the couch. So that's how it started. <laughs> I know it's it's so funny because it's like you were approaching it kind of a flighty idea, and like I'll put in the application, and then um, moments later you're on the phone, and and uh, and you you were sold. So. You know, I don't think that happens. I feel like a, that deal happened way faster than being in a car dealership. I mean, you know, you ever buy a car for the first time and you just feel like, whoa, there's a lot of pressure. Well, Nelio did it times 100. And then just, you know, I never thought the same day I thought of, oh, my gosh, maybe let's be a wrestler. I would be walking into a gym saying, okay, here we go, trying to be a wrestler. And yeah. I'll never forget that first day. So... So that's how you got kind of incorporated into CCW. And, you know, you thought of, you thought of wrestling when you were trying to figure out about the, the stunts and stuff like that. So how long have you, you know, watched wrestling, known about wrestling? Is it since you've been a kid, stuff like that? Or, um, so 
wrestling has been a- around for a while, as we know. So yes, as a kid growing up, I was a big fan of Raw. Um, I grew up in New York, Bronx, my background. Um, my mom was a single mom and we weren't allowed to play outside a lot. So the TV was our best friend and the couch, again, the couch was our best friend. So a lot of the moves I'd see on TV, I found myself jumping off the couch and practicing it on my seven-year-old brother. And that was the most fun I've had in my life. So yes, I grew up watching wrestling. That was something that was kind of always around. Um, I think as I got older, I got into sports and I kind of left the wrestling world. So it's very interesting how it full circle came around when this idea came up. It was very natural to say, well, why not wrestling, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm telling you, taking have a bump those. on a couch. Yeah, exactly. Taking a bump on a couch and in a ring are totally not the same. So if you think <laughs> the couch experience is enough, well, it's enough a little, but not a lot, not enough, that's for sure. <laughs> I know it's um and it was, isn't it funny that when you're a kid the moves that you try to emulate you know are the ones where you jump off the dresser onto the bed through through the floor type of moves nobody starts with a headlock why is that <laughs> why is that I don't get it <laughs> so who were so who were some of your favorite wrestlers when you were a kid so growing up I'm not I was a part of well, we'll go real back. So I started watching at a young age when HBK, Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels was definitely one of my favorites. I will definitely say Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio. I love their style, very lucha. That's what I aim for. Um, I was definitely a huge John Cena fan. You can't see me everywhere I went. The hand was in the face. Um, <laughs> everywhere. I love John Cena. His whole everything. The fact that he wanted to be a rapper, a wrestler. That was my goal. I grew up in New York, the Bronx. So everything, if I could rap, I wanted to rap. So John Cena was kind of all of it for me. And then I liked Trish Stratus growing up. She was a really intense female wrestler that I always would look to and like idolize over for sure. I love those answers because it's often that you hear people say Shawn Michaels and you hear people say Eddie Guerrero. John Cena and 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 Trish Stratus they don't get enough credit for you know what their contributions. They don't. John Cena was, was huge mm-hmm. for especially for someone else. Subsection. You know another a controversial one that I don't think many people are crazy about. I'm gonna admit, like I was a big fan of the Big Show as well because I never saw anyone as big as the Big Show in my time. You know, he was six. Six foot eleven, and I just was just like, no, six not eleven, six. Seven. He was really tall. That's Does all. Doesn't matter at that really, point. <laughs> he was, he, I I didn't want to be in the ring with the Big Show when he came out, you know. So that was really cool, and also the Undertaker. But I feel like the Big Show is another person that gets overlooked. But I liked his character in the ring for sure. When you know, it's it's interesting. I um I interviewed Bugs Moran a, a month or so ago, and his his was Kane. Pharaoh, I interviewed Chris Pharaoh. I interviewed okay. on Friday, and his was uh, like Brian Kendrick and Paul London. Those are names that you don't often hear in like the, you know, with John Cena. You're not always hearing those as people's favorites, but they, you know, they contributed a lot and they touched a lot of people. So and had really long careers. So, Absolutely. so those are. Absolutely, and he's still around. So he's doing something right. He's doing something right. Well, you know what I liked about John Cena. He was a great wrestler, but he also, to this day, still connects with his audience, and he's very inspiring. So we'll, we go a little bit away 
from um, wrestling. Like I said, I have a theater background and I love um, on TV work. And for me, I'm really huge in Will Smith and he's very inspirational. And I think what John Cena has in common with Will Smith is that he tries to inspire through his action, through his art. And it's very obvious with John Cena. So that's why I was able to connect with him for sure. We're getting a little feedback in uh, in the comments and such. So I want to uh, bring up some comments. So far, Jody loves the interview. So there's some positive reinforcement back. Your answers are on point for her. And then uh, yes, Jody, we love we love. And she can totally see you jumping off the dressers <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so so so. Uh, Let's uh let's not bring the dressers into the arenas, but but we can totally see you as a kid jumping off those dressers, I guess. Um oh, it looks like we lost her video. Tiffany, are you still there? Can you hear us? All right. We'll give Tiffany a second. Um, while we're waiting for Tiffany to come back, uh, a couple of things I normally do at the end of the show that I will, I'll do now and see if Tiffany pops back on. Um, let me tell people about a couple of shows that we have around the network. There is the primetime rundown that comes on every Friday at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. Uh, you can join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca for the primetime rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off at 6 p.m. Please. On the Eastern Observer. I can hear Tiffany's audio. I can't he see her though. <laughs> but you can't see me. Like kind of like John Cena. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's perfect. We have, we are interviewing John Cena right now. It's you don't know. Okay. You, know. <laughs> you really are. I did the you can't see me effect. I think what's happening is I have an alarm that keeps going and it keeps oh, okay. out on the phone. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no worries. Um, if you can, you can so work on figuring that out. I will, con I'll continue on. Uh, if you can talk and work on that at the same time. Um, I guess the, the other thing is that you're trained to be a wrestler, but um, that's kind of, you know, you, but you, you're right now you're a ring announcer. So I guess I'm, I'm, I'm wondering how did you make that leap from going from uh, coming in training and then all of a sudden you're doing the ring announcement? Okay, it looks like we're still, um, she is muted, it sounds, seems like. Well, there you go. Yes, she is learning, uh, doing that, uh, John Cena gimmick. We can now see. We can now see the video feed again. So <laughs> now we can. So I can see you guys on that end. Can you hear me? Okay. All right. Let me continue to tell people about what's going on. Uh, we have the Bell Time Club t-shirt that's available for $22. Join the club. Uh, it's available at bodyslamclothes.com. All, all sizes are $22, all colors and everything. Uh, while we wait for Tiffany to get back on the phone here so that we can continue the interview, um, 
You can check that out at bodyslamclothes.com. And then uh, the next time, I know you can't see Tiffany right now, but you will be able to see Tiffany at Bash at the Brew, uh, which is coming up on Saturday, this Saturday, down in Hialeah. It looks like she is back, so let me add her back. Tiffany, can you hear us? I am. I'm so sorry. I have to have the one and only King of Flight help me set this up. Sometimes we need help on Madness Mondays. Okay, I think we might be good with all the glitches. I think the alarms are off. So I think you were asking me. Sorry, I'm back, guys. I think you were asking me <laughs> about my training. What? Well, yeah, I was. So you're. So you were training. You came in the door to train, and then all, all of a sudden, now you're. You know, we see you out in front as the ring announcer and, and talking people out to the ring. So tell us about how you made the leap from going it, walking in to be a, a, a train, and you're still doing that, and and we'll get back to that in a second. But now you're ring announcing. So tell us about that. Yes. Ryan, it's so funny you use the word leap because it really all started with a leap. So I'm going to tell you a funny story. So it all started with a leapfrog. One day we were in practice, and we decided we're going to get good at leapfrogs. So I'm practicing with the guys because I'm one of the three or very few girls in the gym and the guys move at a way faster pace than I have when I started off. And I'll never forget, I broke my finger doing a leapfrog. I broke my finger during practice and here it is broke. And, <laughs> and it didn't discourage me, but that's when we needed a, a, a plan B. And I remember um, the whole team was like, no, this is not going to stop you. This is going to be a part of your amazing badass story. And we needed a way for me to still be involved with CCW. And the first thing, you know, we all thought of was like, why don't we get you ring announcing? You want to be on stage. You have a theater background. You could still ring announce and be involved in the shows. Um, and that's how it started. It started with a leapfrog. It started with a, <laughs> something going wrong in the ring on my end and I needed to do something different so that's how I got into the ring announcing so how long was it from that leapfrog to you doing ring announcing for your first show oh hmm. well we had a couple practices and um, they liked my voice projection and one of the people that um, that that I look up to for ring announcing when it comes to like, if you ask Dan, he'll tell you Frank, who was um, a ring announcer for a while, who's passed away, rest in peace, who used to ring announcer at WWF and WWE. Um, I, he studied him. So Dan, Dan Evans, he's the owner of CCW. He, I think he's one of the best ring announcers. So I remember being close with him and working close um, with him and Nelio before show days. I think it was probably a month later I was ring announcing. They had me doing practice matches at the arena at CCW, and they said, you're ready. And some of the ways I prepare for that is kind of like my theater shows. So what I would do is I'd write a script on a card, and we'd go over the matches of who's going in what order, and then I would record my voice on my audio phone. And nonstop before the matches or the show starts, I would listen to it on my headphones. And I would practice it over and over and over again. Because Ryan, I learned the very hard way after being mentioned on a couple of people's Facebook statuses that if you don't get their name right, well, you darn pissed them off. So, <laughs> and, and, and being a wrestler, I learned that, you know, this is their moment. 
And I didn't know that at first. And I learned the hard way. And I don't say the hard way. I, you know, I've always been respectful to everyone in the locker room. But um, even getting their weight wrong, you've offended some people. You know, you want to get everything correct when it comes to ring announcing. And, and through this experience, I've learned to embrace that. At first, it was intimidating. It was like, well, you're not just saying someone's name. You are bringing their character to life. You're the person who's bringing the audience and the wrestlers together. And you want to do it right. So yeah, something that very, um, you learn through experience, you know, there's nothing you can do to prepare to be the most perfect ring announcer. You just, you learn through experience. Have there been people that have come up to you and said, well, I'd like to be introduced in a very specific way. And I've got this, like, here's your script type of thing. Anybody that's really, really picky about it, or do they give you the freedom to kind of go on your own? Absolutely. I'll tell you one thing, the champion of managers, Bill Alfonso, he <laughs> he put, he's one of my favorite people to announce the ring. And I've announced the CCW legends to the ring. I'm very proud of that, the honor that CCW has given me the opportunity to meet people who have been on screen um, doing wrestling for years. But um, Bill Alfonso is definitely one of my favorite people to ring announce. I mean, he's leading the un undefeated tag team champions of the world so when i announce them it's a big show for sure and i get it right every time and but yeah you have a lot of people who who definitely have a certain script and at first it used to intimidate me and now you know i prefer that you know tell me exactly how you want to be brought out to the ring because there's some people who just don't care they're like you know i'm from here go with it how you'd like and the creativeness in me does enjoy that um, because I, I work on improv, but the announcer in me also knows this isn't about me and my improv. It's about the wrestler. So as much detail as they can give me, I love, you know. So you, you mentioned that, you know, you mentioned how you get feedback when you make a, when you make a mistake. Have there been instances where you knew you made a mistake in the moment? And, and I'm wondering, like, how you kind of like how your mindset goes in that moment and what you do to kind of handle that. Okay, let's see. So, so far, I have not made a mistake in a sense of um, saying a, a name incorrectly or wrong, um, but I do come across times where you have, we have international superstars at CCW from all over the world. So sometimes the per, pronouncing it, the pronunciation of it is really difficult for me. So if no someone difficult and practicing that for an hour straight before I get into the ring or I'm if the wrestler sees that I just I'm having a tough time saying their name they work with me and give me a an improvised name or an alternative name so that I can pronounce it to the best of my ability so I've been very blessed to not across where I make a error on stage I tried everything in my power to avoid that. Actually, Nelio and Dan laugh because of how serious I take this job. I mean, three days before, I'm practicing every day, harassing them. I need the card to be exactly perfect, and I'm getting three hours ahead. Um, I, um, I have a whole glam team that comes to my house every single time I'm ring announcing who does my makeup and my hair, and they help dress me because the whole time I'm trying to perfect Getty's name is perfect, to be honest. 
Well, that ma- that makes sense. I mean, it's a it's a difficult job, and like you said, you're you're talking them in, and you're giving them, you know, you're making their moment. So, I want to go back to back to the wrestling. So, you know, you mentioned that you. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I'm listening. Oh, okay. Oh, so uh, so you mentioned that you've been been training, I think, since September or so. So I guess the question that everybody's wondering is, when do we get to see Tiffany wrestle? You know what? I lied on a podcast and I said, lie. <laughs> it's supposed <laughs> to be, you know, I'm going to tell you, so when... I'm speechless when I hear that because everyone does want to see Russell Dan um, the, and the president Nelio of CCW. They're so eager to get me out there, but I'm a perfectionist. I'm someone who's totally okay with training for three years. If that means when I debut, I'm hitting the floor running. And okay. um, I'm learning in especially in the independent um, wrestling world that the most experience you get is actually being out there in the ring. That's where you get all your learning. They say, um, practice is like studying and, um, when you actually get in the ring, it's the actual test and without testing yourself, you don't really know where you are. So I think in order to be that person who hits the floor running, I have to get this debut going. So I'm going to say, you know, June and July would be nice, but I have a couple ideas when it comes to gear and my entrance that um, it may it may be maybe in the next five months because I want to get that entrance right. I want to get the gear right. I want to have the, um, you know, one of the things people ask me is, are you going to be introduced as Tiffany? And at practice, we have a couple names for me. So one of them is like Triple T. And it's saying we're too tough. And I'm like, I don't think that's cool. <laughs> I don't think that's it. To have um. I always wear my hair in a braid, so people, yeah, they're like, Tiffany Croft. I'm like, hmm, I don't know about that. And a lot of my ideas are really out of this world that I'm trying to think, how do I want to come out when I'm in the ring? Because not to go so off topic, Ryan, but um, I have a pretty interesting personal life story. I'm a cancer survivor, and I wonder... Oh, when I talk about John Cena and how he connects the crowd, do I want to use my real life story to connect with the crowd when I do go out there as a wrestler? Or do I want to use the creative tip out of this world who wants to be Keanu Reeves to connect to the audience? Or do I want to do both? I don't know. So I got to spend more time on my couch to decide what's going to happen. But that's what's kind of postponing the idea of when I'm debuting. I'm surprised that you haven't had one of those conversations with <laughs> Nelio that's like, um, we need you tonight. <laughs> so so get ready. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what though? I avoid him at all costs because because it is coming because he's actually messaged me and he was like, Tiffany, um, for the next couple of weeks, I need your mentality. Already done it. He does it all the time, so I avoid him now. I don't even make eye contact with him sometimes because I know we're getting so close to him doing that <laughs> over again. He he'll message me from time to time. He's like Tiffany, the next two weeks, I need you to practice as if you're gonna debut in two weeks. And I'm like, well, why are you talking to me like this? What do you mean? He goes, you're not actually gonna debut in two weeks, but I need you to start going to practice and showing me that you're gonna debut in two weeks. And I'm like, 
you're tricking me and you're doing. You want me, I know what you're doing. It's gonna surprise me and say, well, you know what? You're on the card. I know what he's doing. He knows, he knows I'm kind of a perfectionist. I'm someone, if you tell me I'm debuting in three months, I'll find a way to sabotage it and say, oh, sorry, I don't have my, my gear yet. He's gonna, I know he's gonna surprise me. I know it's really, it's gonna be, it's gonna have those things where He's gonna have, you know, he got me today is exactly how he's gonna have to get me in the ring. I know it. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess but you also, have to. Right. I want that. you to know I'm in, I'm interested in. Yes. I wanna do intergender matches. That's my goal. So that's another thing with women's division and the progress we've made. Um, women went from having two to three minutes on TV. Now we have women um, main eventing in WrestleMania. It's gone such a long way for the for women in wrestling that um, trying to get this intergender wrestling going is going to be different. But that's what I want to do for sure. Oh, cool. That's that's interesting. I was gonna. That was my next question. Was going to be, you know, someone training as someone training for your first match. How do you perceive the the current state of women's wrestling regionally and nationally. And it's interesting that you want to, you want to pursue intergender. Um, that's, that's really great. Mm -hmm. And I think we're there. I mean, I mean, it was 2015 when things started to change, especially in on TV wrestling and it affected these. Of, now you're seeing more intergender matches. And I think, for me, it's a no-brainer intergender because I'm one of the very, it happens to be many women are the very few in the gym when they're training. So very natural to work with men and whatnot. But I do get excited when we have, um, for instance, our previous women's champion, Roma. I love working from her, working with her. She's from a different country and she's got different styles and tricks. Um, one of my favorite wrestlers is Ivelisse. She was on AEW, I actually got to go mm -hmm. to one of her seminars. I got to meet her, and she was an inspiration, just as I figured she'd be. And she, she's Puerto Rican like I am, and what we say, she's very machismo. She brings this very alpha energy, but she has her female twist to it, and I love it. I love her attitude. I love how she's have se she has seven years of MMA experience. So when she fights, you know, she brings that complete aura. I'm gonna destroy you. Um, and I like that about her. Um, another person that I kind of like as well is like Loki. He's come to our gym a couple of times. It's so fun that the wrestler that I like happen to be from the country that my family in Puerto Rico, um, they just move a certain way and they're very aggressive. And it's just like, I kind of, I don't know. I, I relate to them very much when it comes to in, in ring intensity. So that's kind of what I'm going for. He's worked with a lot of women wrestlers and made them be best. So I decided to bring that type of energy into the ring when I get in there. So you talked about your heritage with, with Puerto Rico. When you're announced to the ring, are you going to be like Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico by way of New York or mm -hmm. something like that? That's interesting. So, um, the funny thing is, ring announcer Tiffany is very feminine, very girly. You wouldn't even think um, she could take a smack to the face. But the wrestler Tiffany is going to be completely different. And I think we're 
definitely going to bring that heritage in the ring for sure. Um, coming from New York, the Bronx, where I'm from originally, has really made me the tough person I am. So I can't wait. Yeah, I think definitely, Ryan, you're on the nail with that one. That's exactly what I'll be doing for sure. Okay, cool. I have a couple of more questions for Tiffany, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell people about a few things in the meantime. Then we're gonna come back, and I have a couple more questions for Tiffany before we go. So, so stay yeah. with me for just a second. And um, I mentioned earlier. Perfect. Yeah, I mentioned earlier the the primetime rundown. That's six p.m. on Fridays, and Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca talk to you about everything that's going on in the world of sports. And at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And then we have the Essential Wrestling Podcast. That is every Tuesday at, uh, at 6 p.m. Al Carl and John Smith and myself and John DeConnie and Gary Mahaffey take you through the week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Again, you can get that 6 p.m. every Tuesday on the Eastern Observer. And then this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show, is here every day, Monday through Thursday. We'll even have a show again this Friday. So uh, it is truly a daily show. So do tune in every day at 10 a.m. to to hear us talking about pro wrestling, getting all the news and everything that's going on, plus these great interviews with people like Tiffany and Chris Farrow and others. So the Daily Wrestling News Show every day. So Tiffany, back to you. A couple. Of, so the question I, I one of the questions I want to ask yeah. you is is in wrestling, there are so many stereotypes and so many stigmas that people put on wrestling. And I'm wondering from your perspective, what are, what are one of the stereotypes that you hear that you, now that you're training and everything, you think is just complete ludicrous and the world needs to drop? Mm, wrestling's fake. Mm -hmm. Off the top of the head. That right away. I don't like hearing ever, especially from people. Wrestling is not fake. What's, I mean, character development is as real as it gets the impact, the thing in there. We are putting our life on the line for you. We're putting our jobs on their line. We're putting relationship with family members, friends on the line. We are putting so much on the line and none of it's fake. It's not fake at all for one second. We're putting a lot of heart, a lot of heart blood sometimes into it, sometimes their own money into it. I train four days a week for four hours. That means I have to take time off work constantly, off my business constantly. I don't have the time to hang out with friends ever anymore. Um, it takes a lot of hard work and it's dwelling on the body. I'm telling you, the least I've done because we're so safe at CCW, I broke my finger and that's gonna happen. You're gonna have to pay your dues when it comes to the wrestling world. And one of them, it's gonna, be trying on you mentally is going to be trying on you physically and it takes every real ounce of being at heart and soul to be successful in wrestling you can't do it being fake you can't do it you're not going to survive in the wrestling world if you're not ready to be real and go for it and get it with everything in you that's for sure that's such a great answer and it's funny that i've i've interviewed a lot of people and a lot of people come back with that same answer um fake you know, because I asked this question to everybody, um, and, but everybody has like a unique spin on it. So, it's, so hearing your spin about why that's such a bad stereotype is is very interesting. So, Tiffany, tell people where they can find you on on. Well, here's the, yeah. So as we talk, right. as I get ready to ask you, Let me tell you everyone on this. Uh, uh, 
I'm sorry, what were you saying? We can't. Yeah, well, there's a little bit of lag. So we're, repeat so your we're, question. So we're, yeah, as, as we get ready, to, as I get ready to start asking you where people can find you on social media, I think the, the big question I need to ask, at, you know, as a woman, there are so many trolls and pervs and those kind of people out there that I'm sure are, that bother you on social media. So how do you handle those? What's your current strategy for that? You know, what's this? You're absolutely right, Ron. There's a lot of people, um, a lot of great people. There's a lot of supporters. There's a lot of people that aren't inappropriate. There are a lot of people who actually love, um, are very interested in CCW. And then there's a lot of people who are very inappropriate. I mean, I, I don't know if you've seen some of it. I try to make humor out of it um, because I can find myself very upset. You know, I, I actually said this live to a cup um there oh, broke up a little bit <laughs> you're muted i think No. You're good now. I can hear you. Can you, you can I hear can me? Hear you. Okay, awesome. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, everyone on this, thank you so much. Welcome to Madness Monday once again. But to answer your question, um, I deal with it. You know, I either ignore it. I try to post as many pictures of my boyfriend as possible, hoping that they'll get the hint that, the, you know, they don't have a chance with me. But um, I try to avoid it or... Just um, the block is very nice, but you can't block everyone. So I add everyone as much as possible. You can find me on Facebook. I don't answer, I don't respond at all to Messenger. My Facebook account is for my live post. It's just for my Facebook statuses and my story where I only post wrestling. If you're a fan and you want to speak to me, writing on my wall the best advice you can give you because I do not check my messages virtually because of the amount of inappropriate messages I get. But please don't be discouraged. I still want to talk to you. I still want everyone, if you go to a CCW show, please, if you see me, stop me. I'll take a picture with you. I'll answer questions. I'm more than eager to speak with you. My Instagram, Tiffany Talks, is where I post most of CCW content. And um, if you write me in the comments, I'll, I'll always respond in the comments. Um, if you add me in your story, I'll repost your story. But when it comes to the private messages, I stay away from them and I don't open them at all because um, it's kind of, a, it leaves me for one-on-one -on -one personal attack as opposed to if you're in my comments, it's public and we can conversate there. So I definitely invite everyone to speak with me. Say hello when you see me in person. I love interacting with the people. That's, it makes this worth it, so. Absolutely, I think that's a really, really healthy approach to take to it. Um, and I think we're going to, we're going to see you at bash at the brew this weekend, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. I'll be at bash at the brew. That's me. First. And we have a great lineup. I'm kind of nervous. I can't tell you guys too much, but this show is going to be intense, intense. We also have a hardcore match coming up. 
and I have not seen W have a hardcore match. So, um, the King of It will be doing that, and that's going to be my first. That's going to be intense for the fans. Yeah, I have. I have to see that go down. I have the graphic here for Bash at the Brew. Uh, again, this is where Tiffany will be next announcing. Yes. And she was she was mentioning Alex Ocean versus Will Austin. Marina Tucker will be, will defend her championship. The Guadalupe Brothers versus Midnight Tribe, which is Jake St. Patrick and Sage Scott. South American Alliance versus the Cha Cha Juggernauts. So tons and tons to do. Definitely go to Unbranded Brewery um, this Saturday to check out the show. Do what I do and get there, you know, a few minutes early so that you can have a drink at the board bar before you go in. Go ahead, Tiffany. Yes, those are my favorite shows. I always joke, you can't mix beer with anything, but you can definitely mix beer with wrestling. That is definitely approved. <laughs> All right, Tiffany, anything you want to say to the to the people watching before we get out of here today? I tell you guys, if you have a dream and you're interested or in the area of South Florida, come in, CCW. Um, we'd love, love to have you. The environment, we're all a family there. If not, if you'd like to just come and watch the show, it's definitely worth the drive, worth the flight, worth everything. And um, you can stay up to date with everything by, by finding us at live every Tuesday. You don't miss it. And um, we're excited for Bash at the Group. May 1st. And thank you for having me, guys. Thank you and for being Brian, on. thank you as well. Appreciate it. This, this podcast has been quite interesting. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, this will be this will be the nightmare from Monday. Monday madness, as you as you put it, definitely for sure. But it's been a lot of fun and some really great stories. Right, why me? I'm so excited. <laughs> Hopefully the next time. I'm here. I've debuted. Thank you. There you go. Absolutely. So um, Tiff for Tiffany, thank you so much. For Tiffany, I'm Ryan. This has been the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we'll see you next time. Fine.